The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We have today many people much more thoughtful than they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. We have some of the super rich who are panicking buying what they call boat holes, a place where they can go for refuge to protect themselves from what they believe would be a growing inequality of roving bands who come to take their wealth or attack them. They're buying airstrips, people buying farms in New Zealand. Here at the same time, the stock markets have a pattern that's called the death cross. The death cross infects charts and small markets, as well as big ones. And it's an epidemic. It can't stop. It's like a virus. And all of them come up with their answers, whether they're going to do it, go to a hideout or whether they're going to Look for a place of refuge. When our lady's answer is one thing, conversion. In the midst of all this turmoil and chaos and confusion and lack of direction, looking for a president, that's, that's our answers. Our lady's answer is your conversion. And through the process of our conversion, we'll bring people to those who are in distress because money won't save you. Poverty won't save you. Victimization that many are hollering out today who are perpetrators won't save you. There's only one thing that will. And that is conversion. That's the answer. And that's what our lady brings. And so that's what we're going to talk about today on our show. We have a guest with us, Bernadetta from Italy. And she's, this is her second visit. She came in 2010, I think it was. And she's a journalist, so she's an enemy. <laughs> <clears throat> but they don't know that because she's the enemy amongst the enemies in journalism. She gets to stay there and writes what she wants. She's very pro-Medjugorje, went to a conversion, and that took place here. So I'll let you share that beginning with us of your first visit and what took place here. 
Yes. Uh, I came here and uh, I was uh, uh, in pain. I suffered a lot for like seven years and uh, I didn't know really how to be happy. Uh, I tried with all my forces to be, but I couldn't. And even though I was fighting to get out of, you know, my anxiety and so on, I didn't know. And when I came here, I saw like a way of life that I couldn't believe that it was possible. It looks like, for me, it was like to see heaven. And so uh, I was wondering how I could be so happy. And I remember that once I was crying and a member of the community told me that I had to fast as the Virgin Mary asked. So, um, and, and to pray. I came home and I was like very, very skinny. Like, I think uh, 12 kilos minus than now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I came home and I said, Mom, I'm going to start praying three rosary and fasting. And she was like, no, you can't. You're going to disappear. And I told her, no, because if the Virgin Mary says this, it means that it's even for me. I started and after like eight months, I gained all the weight that I lost seven years before. By fasting. Yes. <laughs> yes. By fasting and praying three rosary. So I kept on doing this. Like I do is I, I do this even now because I say that they are my drugs. <laughs> my pills like fasting and prayer. And but the most important thing is that I stopped like fearing future. I became strong. I was very weak. I was like confused and not uh, sure of myself. And now I am. And I'm happy. <laughs> what did you, so what did you begin to do once you went to conversion? I, as far as your activities in journalism. Oh, okay. I got stronger, very strong. I started, you know, even uh, fighting uh, against abomination even and i don't care if people like they they go against me even in the church i have many person that says that i'm too tough but i know that i know that uh, this is love that people that without truth there is no love and they see that many especially young people look for the truth they want somebody sure, not confused. In fact, the other thing that happened to me is that I have many, many, uh, like person around me. They come to Medjugorje. They started praying. They started fasting because they see in front of them somebody that is not confused and they look for something high for, you know, not for. So I think people are expecting what I made me, you know, made me change so I offered to the others so I don't know so as you grew what 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 took place in formation in your life okay I started following from Italy um, radio wave and uh, that uh, is uh, an help for me because uh, it makes me grow and uh, be stronger uh, even when uh, I'm attacked for what I write by following uh, this uh, show uh, I, you know, I feel uh, like uh, somebody that it's uh, beyond me. And, uh, and so this is very important for me to follow like every week what you say. And um, even by your witness, when you, you know, you, you are not scared to say the truth, even if uh, it's, uh, you are attacked, even in the church. So for me, it's very important. And, uh, and even by what you talk about, what's going on in, uh, in US, uh, uh, it's very important. And I've write it in my newspaper. And, uh, okay, I started even because of it, uh, a movement in Italy that is fighting against uh, abomination. I started it and, um, I think I saw that, uh, it was the Virgin Mary will, really. In fact, we consecrated our movement to the Virgin Mary. Did you start this by yourself? Or did you get with somebody with, else? With, with, uh, I started with um, eight persons. Did you get those together or they came to you? Or? Uh, we we just uh, 
found each other with we like with internet but then when we met it was like we knew each other since the since we were born and uh, it was from the beginning a really strong friendship and then we started going uh, we started from a square like in silence uh, in front of a building where uh, in milan um and uh, we thought we were just, uh, you know, like... Pro- protesting about yes, marriages yes, and, and uh, yes, perverted. Yes, right. And uh, we thought we were just, uh, you know, few. Instead, we went, we were 500. And the press came. And so the day after, all over Italy, people started calling us. We want to do the same. So now we are thousands of people in every city going uh, every weekend like saturday friday and saturday in squares to protest against abomination in silence and this is like makes the cautions come out and uh, yes it's very strong it's powerful in fact uh, the press doesn't care about people who go to fight in television doesn't care like you know but they are scared of us because in silence it's like you know like like a prayer you feel the presence of somebody else and we stopped many many things that were like uh there was a law against the freedom of expression and it was stopped by our protest because nobody knew that there was that this law law came up as a result of what y'all were doing no we started because it was going to be approved Mm-hmm. But nobody knew that. Oh, because they were sneaking a law in. Yes. So y'all went and gathered in a square. And when we went, the people started understanding, and the press that was hiding it had to put it on newspaper. Mm-hmm. So people started understanding what was happen- what was was going to happen. Or, for example, we found out that they were giving <laughs> in schools booklet with abomination inside. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an article. We went to squares and. People started talking about it. Otherwise, it would go like, you know, Iden. And uh, so it's very important, this this movement. And So you had you were telling us the other night about you y'all called together for a, a large demonstration. And the way it works is that y'all gather and you stand up and then the bottom of people for marriage are screaming at you on the other yes. side of the square. Police between a lot of, how many police? Many, many police? Yes. Or between y'all. Yes, yes. And they're screaming. Yes. Uh, all kind of profanities and everything and acts. And the police is the barrier and y'all stand there and don't do anything but stand there and pray. How long yes. do y'all stay there? One hour. One hour just praying. Never open a mouth, never say anything. But anyway, go go about how what this grew into as far as your numbers. The numbers? Yeah, when you called the one that when you had the big demonstration. Uh, how many we are? Yeah. Well, we are thousands now, like all over Italy. We keep on growing. People. But you had one place that y'all met. No, we have everybody does it in his city. Mm-hmm. Okay, and sometimes we we every weekend like they we choose which day every city can choose a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes um, we do it all over Italy the same day in, for example, 2000 squares. So the press knows, knows that we are all over Italy protesting everybody in his city. Do you know when y'all do it at the same time, what kind of numbers gather across Italy to oh, do that? It's like uh, we were uh, 20,000. Uh, 20, Mm-hmm. Yes. So this all comes from one conversion. And this is what a lady's calling for. She says, acts, do acts. She just doesn't work words. And Benedetta has seen this in her own life. And this is just the beginning. Of course, she said last night, she says, I'm calling you to gather around me and help me to help my children who thirst for love and truth. They may reject it, but when you're sitting there silent and you're praying, what can they do about it? When they're the ones acting like animals, and and it's that's the problem. They're trying to correct their conscience by making you just like the judge clerk in or the clerk in um, Kentucky right now, who's standing up and defying this. When they ask her who authority do you do this by, defying the Supreme Court, she said by God's authority, and she's exactly right. We have authority of God above man's law when it contradicts natural law. 
the marriage brochures that uh, that's been put out, you need to come and order those. You need to be distributing these because this puts people in your camp, alerts people that we are to fight this. Because don't think they stop at this. They're not just about getting a marriage license. They're about going further and further and further. And the Bible shows that in Sodom. And so I said years ago, I, many, many years ago, before there was any uh, Muslim problem that Europe's going to burn. I believe Italy's going to burn. I think there's going to be some great difficulties there. And right now, Germany just is allowing 3,500 immigrants come in daily. And many of these people coming in are underneath the guise of refugees, but they're Muslims coming in there. And they have a purpose. And they're populating Europe in a massive migration in biblical proportions that nobody can stop them. And Germany is just welcome this. You can't, in the United States of America in the 1920s, we closed off immigration because they were not am- amalgamating into the American culture and they would make it what they were fleeing from. So these people are coming there with this agenda and, and Europe's going to be given over mainly because of abomination. Uh, your fight for this is important, it's critical. And we know people across the world who's visited here, has done these things, who's gone through conversion here. We know people who've gone to Medjugorje. One person who knew Yvonne, stayed in his house, came here after four visits to Yvonne and said he converted here. So as a grace here, simply because we put the messages into our daily life, we don't blow trumpets, we don't show it off. It's just what we live. When you come here, it makes you want to live that. Uh, Benedict is a testimony of what, how far you can go with that. But I want your thoughts on, I know you've befriended some Muslims in Italy. We were talking about that. And what's your thoughts on Italy, what's going to happen? Okay, I I have friends that are Muslim, especially one that I met for an interview. And um, she she's uh, like, they go to Moschea and um, uh, she has four kids. She's married. And... Um, Like they knew, they know, of course, that I'm Christian. I'm a believer, but at the beginning they didn't. So the, the husband won, he didn't want to talk with me. But one night, uh, I was talking about my faith. And from that moment, he started talking to me. So I went, I went, uh, up to him and I said, why did you start? talking to me before you you didn't want to and he told me because I see that you have a strong faith and uh, so I respect you from that moment we became friends and um, another thing that I that I found out staying with them is that um, the wife she teaches in she teaches like kids uh, Quranos and um, when uh, mm, there was, uh, you know, the Charlie Hebdo affair in, pa- in Paris, uh, that um, they killed people that were uh, in newspaper, you know, in Paris. Mm, yes, the Muslim cartoons. Or Muslim right, cartoons, right. Yes. Um, I made an interview to her and she told me that all the kids, the day after uh, the fact in Paris, came up to her and told they merit this because they are unfaithful. They go against their God. And so she told me, you know, Benedetta, I will never do anything to anyone. But the the Muslim woman. Yes, the the Muslim woman. But I'm scared for you because all over Italy, um, the majority of Muslim, if ISIS come here, they will join them. And, uh, I wrote an article on it with like their, her words. And, uh, I, I think even, uh, seeing my relationship with her that, you know, I even talk, uh, with her about my faith, about Jesus. I, I, tell her to pray the Virgin Mary all the time, she's in trouble. Um, I see that the only way we have to respond to uh, their hate is to have faith and to show them that we are believers, that we believe in God. Do you believe Europe's going to be overrun 
the Muslims, if they are going to be overrun, do you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's seen, I felt this before. I didn't know how. I just, I've always had it in my heart for the last, going to Europe over 200 times, you just see things, you understand it into prayer. That, that the only way it's going to cure Europe is it's got to burn. What that burn means is, is great difficulties. There's going to be severe purification. And God allows, when he's abandoned and he's forgotten and you live that way, you can be saying your prayers. Alay says many Christians live like pagans. She didn't say some. She said many. And Italy's, Italy's this way. Uh, I'm Italian. I love Italy. But at the same time, you recognize truth. You've got hope in America in the sense that there has been a fight. There is a struggle. Ours is ran not so much by the people. While we're in sin, we're getting what we deserve. But it's more about people in a position like Kennedy, who's a Catholic, who votes on the Supreme Court for abomination with Kalin. Um, so do my R. So we've got that force down our throat which we deserve that because we haven't lived righteousness the way we should in the commandments. So we see our small sins not as something that's contributed to those who allow big sins, except that's the reason for they're able to do it. So we have to clean up our own act. And if we don't do it, we're going to go through purification. And there's some purification due for us. And our lady just told us, this is what we talked about last night and talked about on the 25th, that we're in a moment of trial because we have forgotten God. And when you do that, the absence of it, people come in. The migration, anybody can research that, is alarming. They're welcoming these people in without any thought because they're blinded to, to stupidness by the way they live and not living for God and think they can be with that God. And they're giving the nation over to a people, just like the Jews came into the Philistines, the promised land, and took it. They're taking this land. How many decades that may last or long, or will our lady intervene and stop it and convert the Muslims, which that's part of the game plan. That's going to happen. But what do you do in the meanwhile? What's going to happen in the meantime? So it's, it's a frightful thing, and it's why we can root our lady's message that says, one who prays is not afraid of the future, one who fasts is not afraid of evil, because we've got a lot of bad things in the future. We've got a lot of evil coming our way, and it's there. There's no avoiding it. You're not going to reverse this. Uh, it, it just amazes me how many people are coming in Italy. The docks where the boats are coming in, thousands of men are lined up, no women. And they're all of, of many of them you can tell they're Muslims. And so 5% of the people cause a revolution, everybody else follows. And so what this mother told you that many Many Muslims will follow. They will join ISIS. It doesn't mean that there have to be their ISIS, in which they do have plants. They got seeds there everywhere. They got what's called a perfect day that they're going to rise up when they call for the perfect day, wherever you are. If you're a Muslim cab driver, if you're working in a restaurant, if you're in the office, you kill as many people as you can at one certain time on one day. And that can be called worldwide. And it's really incredible. It's like going to war. How many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds, millions of people can be killed like that worldwide? Uh, but these things are headed our way. Where the intervention from our lady will come, we don't know at which point. We say, well, she'll come before all this turns into mass tragedy. Well, you had the Coptic Christians killed. They were waiting. The the time, Ali says, you're not time's master. This is brewing. Is there. These super rich people buying private airstrips, they're reading the signs of the times. They know a storm's coming, and they're concerned, and they're, they're making moves. This is, a sign, this is the signs of the times looking at them, what they do. And then the fostering of it, of, as we talked last night on our second of the month show, the hatred toward authority. There's no way to keep authority, or there's no way to keep from anarchy Anarchy happening when authority is not respected. And all the telltale signs are there. And that's why we do mention Romans. That's why we tell people, take your money. Right now, you want to be putting your... Look at your 401ks. Just look at the stock market, how much you just lost. And you're worried if you buy silver at $30 an ounce, it goes down to 15 You still got something. It's crazy to keep these 401ks. Just go look at what they just lost. If you have to quit your job and then go back, Three months later, and to cash in your 401k, you get it out and put it in the Morocco's Medjugorje Silver Rounds. 
And so if you're in certain places like, I believe, Europe, nothing's going to be safe. You know, you have to be out somewhere. But this is not about saving ourselves, going to a refuge. The, the saving grace is walking in peace with Our Lady. And so I don't know what you would like to say to your people in Italy who listen to this, but if you had the opportunity to say something you do right now, what, what do you say? I would say that um, we have to, of course, to convert, to follow the messages of Our Lady and to have the courage to fight. I hope that uh, in this way, what is happening even with abomination will stop. If not, I, I think that we need to be strong in our faith because if we will have to face, you know, all of what you were talking about, we need, uh, I pray to be strong. And uh, yeah, the other thing is that as the Our Lady says, we have to to stay together, like to make, I don't know, maybe not like here, but I have a desire for communities to be together, to be strong, to change our way of life. And, and Adetta, I'm just curious, what was it that brought you back here that you wanted to come here for a visit and what, as you end your time here, what do you have in your heart to bring back with you? Okay, since uh, I came, like, every day, every day, really, I think about what I saw here in 2010. Every day I think about this way of life and this community um, and praying, praying uh, to, to be able to live in the same way praying yeah, that even in Italy it could start something like this. And um, I wanted to, to come back here after five, uh, five years to, to see uh, why, why I have uh, always this desire in my heart. And, um, so you mean every day in Italy you think yes, about it? Okay. Yes, every day, like in these five years, always. And uh, and so I I wanted to come back uh, to see why why I always think about this place and uh, and what what I understood is that uh, I really would like uh, to come back and to show people uh, and to talk like the people the youth that is with me what I saw. And that there is a, a, a way of life that is better. Now, Benedetta, you said the other day that when you told the youth that you were coming here, they didn't want you to come. Is that right? <laughs> yes, because they said, "No, no, you come back. You don't stay there. I want you. I want you with us. We need you. We need you." And they to- and and they told me, "Maybe we save money and we come with you the next year." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but they were really when when I when I made them uh, to read the article I wrote about this community in 2010. They want they invited me to ad- ad- um, to have dinner together with other friends of the other friends, and they made this dinner ask to 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 make me um, explain them about this place. They were really, really interested in this way of life because youth is looking for something guy. Our Lady said, to help all my children who thirst for love and truth, who thirst for my son. And we're not getting it. With the condition, what's the condition in the church in Italy? Oh, the condition is very weak. The church doesn't say anything like even about abomination, they say that we have to be kind with these people because they can't understand. And this is not true because human being can understand. They have a heart and they have a brain like everybody. So they need truth. People are confused. They are looking for truth. And even though they fight against us, I know that it's, it's to love them to tell them the truth. Because nobody says it, but the church. What did you What did you learn those things? <laughs> I learned it. Okay, I learned it from here, from the Virgin Mary, and from the movement I belong to, the foundator, which is Father Giussani of Communion and Liberation. 
Ali said last night or yesterday, I would teach you truth that you may know how to discern. It amazes me what we have to say on the air to show people these things, and they say, oh, I get it now. But we're fortunate and we're blessed to be with a lady all day long in our prayers, three hours of prayer, discerning truth. And people look to hear to see what's the take on it before they, they go out. But we, we hear from other countries doing the same thing, and it's beautiful to hear this, how far a lady reaches this truth. But you got to be grounded in prayer. you got to do that, and then you got to act. But the conditions of the church in Italy, the same thing here, is weak, very, very weak. And it's really it's part of the problem. And that's why it's coming from the outside in to renew it, not from the inside outside to get it. In other words, it's not going to come from the top or from the Holy Father on down to us. It's going to come from down to us, outside the church, doing what we have to do. Have you had any resistance of when you gather because you didn't go to yes. the bishops? Yes. Uh, for example, uh, we met in Rome and we were uh, one million one one yeah. million people. One million in Rome in July. That's the movement you have start. Uh, with uh, with um, all the people of my movement and other people, we went there. Uh, we decided to do it with uh, the foundator of Neocatecumenali, Pico Argeo. And we decided to gather together because of the law on marriage, uh, you know, abomination, it, it was, uh, it's going to pass. So we decided to say it in front of all the country that there are people that don't agree. But while we were starting, um, you know, preparing uh, to go to Rome together, like the, the head of the bishop start, uh, tried to stop us. How did he try to stop you? He went to Kikor Gayo, like telling him, I'm gonna. To who? To the foundator of Neopatic oh, okay. Menali. Okay. And he said, You have to stop. And uh, what happened is that we just didn't care. We prayed, and me and the friend of uh, that gathered with me in the squares were like calling. Uh, Kiko and uh, telling him don't stop you go on you go on you go on we want to fight this and so by this this uh, you know pushing we 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 did it even though the bishops they didn't want us to go and the newspaper knew that the bishops were against us so when they saw one million person without the church telling them to go they didn't expect that. And they were like, they are still alive. Bigots are still alive. But we were... Bigots are, they yeah, said bigots are still alive. The, yes. Uh, Y'all are bigots. The press. The, the press. press okay. said, they are alive. And they went there even though the church didn't tell them to go. So they were surprised because they understood that we don't move because of the bishops. So what's the bishop's attitude towards you now? It, it doesn't want us to go to go on. And he was mad because he saw one million person, even though he didn't want us to go. He was mad because it didn't because come. Because he understood that it has no power. That's the problem. Yes, that's the exact problem. Catholics out there do not understand. You do not need permission from your bishop to be a Christian. Can he tell you when you go to the bathroom or not? When my second bishop told me to shut down the field... I stood up to him respectfully because he is a shepherd, he is an apostle, he's a descender of Peter, and they're to be respected for that position. But I'm to be respected as a Christian for who I am. And I'm tired of being crammed down my throat what I can't do and can do. That's why we've never officially gone underneath the church. We're building and adding numbers to the church. We're populating heaven through this mission just like you are just one of, of hundreds of thousands that have converted to this mission, and we're not going to cow down that we have to wait and go get permission. I did that. My first bishop, I've been on four bishops, I went to him and said, I'm starting this nonprofit organization to spread Catholicism. He says, you can't do that. I said, well, I already checked canon law. I can do that. He says, no, you might lead people to hell. I walked by, back out of his office shocked. It didn't daunt me from doing what I was going to do, but I was, I was crushed. Here he is, I'm going to do something for the church, and he wants me to go through him, and I didn't see any fruit coming through the, 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 the bishop's office at that time for evangelization. I had my ideas what I needed to do, and it wasn't their ideas. I wasn't against what they were going to do, but they were against what I was going to do. When we took off, we exploded. The second bishop was very good to us, 
But he, in turn, said to shut down the field. And most people would say, well, this bishop, this is, this is the Virgin Mary's Catholic thing. Maria's here. All the people coming from across the United States stop these people from coming. That's what he wants me to do. I said, Bishop, you're telling me, quote, I said, Bishop, you're telling me you want me to stop the people coming who are praying to the God I love and the God you love? There was a short, brief silence, and he says, you're right. The bishop didn't have no authority to tell me, no. Unless it's condemned, it's not condemned, you can't be stopped. And you Catholics out there have to quit listening to the inserters, those Catholics out there saying, well, it's not church approved, or you can't do this, because the church hasn't said that you can do it. The church has given this freedom, it's biblical, it's from its very origins, we got freedom to evangelize, we got freedom to speak for the Catholic church, although I never say that here, and we don't ever put in writing that we do that here. And we don't even promote the Catholic Church. We promote the Virgin Mary, her apparitions, because she's for the world. It's for the Muslims. It's for the Hindu. It's for the Protestants. And we add in people to our numbers that nothing like it in the United States and the church is adding the numbers. And we're all over the world through this. Because that's how these plans is not to come underneath the jurisdiction of the church, to be free from the bureaucracy, from free from this jealousy of the bishop saying there's a million people there and we're going to make it come through us. You didn't come through us, so we're not going to have nothing to do with it. Fine. We're not doing it through the church. We're doing it to Christianate, what did lady say? I says, holy martyrs died witnessing. I am a Catholic. No, she didn't say that. She says, holy martyrs die witnessing, I am a Christian. Live your vocation. We're commanded by God's principles, by the scriptures, to live our vocation. And we don't need permission from anybody to do that. And the only way we can be stopped is if you commit a heresy or Medjugorje's condemn. We don't commit our heresies. And there's no condemnation. In fact, the second bishop that told me this gained respect from me, and we'd go meet every quarter or so. I brought the office into his office the blueprints for the Tabernacle Ladies' Messages. I said, Bishop, there's good people saying, I'm building a church. I want you to know this is printing presses. This is going to be art design parts, offices. I want you to know it's going to look like a church, but we're not building a church. He said, fine, you know, okay, do that. We got his blessing with it. He didn't connect it officially to us, but he, he was okay with it. But we knew people would go to him and rile him up because we knew how the church worked and how the inserters go tell you when the church says this. I don't need you to insert yourself between me and the church at all. I know what the church is about. I know what Christianity is about. And we got a problem in Medjugorje people and Christians that you think, well, I got to be obedient. Obedient to who? You got to be obedient to Christ and to what the church just always is, which is a church of freedom. With the perimeters only that can be stopped or stop you by heresy that you commit or condemnation. Otherwise, you do what the Virgin Mary is telling us to do. The same bishop, the second bishop, we were at a meeting and he says, um, he says my name, he says, you know, you can do anything you want to do. But if you commit a heresy, I'll shut you down. I said, Bishop Bolin. If I commit a heresy, I expect you to shut me down. So we've got a lack of understanding of clarity of what is obedience. You can't be stopped from praying the rosary. Although we just got stopped, we mentioned a couple of shows ago, in Philadelphia from doing the Patriotic Rosary, which is prayed in convents and prayed all over the world, prayed in pentagons. There's 200 websites we talked about promoting the Patriotic Rosary. We were going to Independence Hall and do the Patriotic Rosary when we stopped. I didn't have time to fight it. But we're going to be back there. We're going to set a date. And we will not be stopped. But because it's tied to Medjugorje, puny people in the bishop's office up there say, oh, we can't have this here. Don't tell me I can't say a rosary. I wrote American History You Never Learned, kneeling down two weeks in a row at Independence Hall, and everything came to me through prayer. I wasn't embarrassed in front of thousands of people to pray a rosary. I wasn't there to show people anything. I was there because the Holy Spirit came in this building when this nation wasn't going to be birthed. And Benjamin Franklin stands up and says, Is it possible with this impasse we have that a, a sparrow can fall from the sky, that a nation can rise up without the help of God? They went into prayer and it broke the deadlock and a nation was born. A couple of hours, three hours worth of prayer. This is a holy building. 
The Holy Spirit came into it and found that the greatest nation that has ever existed, the most charitable nation that's ever existed, the nation that's propagated the gospel more than any other nation in the history of the world. And you tell me I can't go do there and do a rosary there. Shame on you. Be you a bishop or as puny minions around him, disinformation in him, making him come up with a wrong conclusion. Open it up like John Paul did to me when he gave me three blessings. I have to give him words from heaven. That's talking about Mr. Gloria. Give me three blessings. He wasn't worried what I was going to do with them. When my third bishop was worried what I was going to do with a blessing, and he refused to give me one. Ask him why. I'm, I'm not sure how you're going to use it. I'm there in the Vatican talking to John Paul. He gives me a blessing. I talked to him about the community, talking about Medjugorje. He knew who I was. He knew what I was about. He gives me a blessing. He didn't qualify it. He wasn't scared how I was going to use it. He believed in God. He believed in God that if I did wrong, he would take care of the things. So he freely gave me a blessing. Then he gave me a second blessing for my family. Then he walked away, and we get back together. I kneel down. He holds his hands over the top of me and said, this is for your community. So one for myself, one for my family, one for my community. And he took words from heaven, a message book. This is the spirit of the church. Let people propagate. Let them populate heaven. Let them populate the church. We never tell ourselves people become a Catholic. And we have people coming to us all the time becoming Catholics. I want to be a Catholic. We follow them. I've got people I'm working on right now. Just people out there I'm working with outside of here when I go out for some reason. And I see them walking our way. So this doesn't surprise me in Italy what's happening, that this bishop is upset that it didn't come through him. What is, is he doing something to block y'all now? Yes. Or to mitigate you or what? Mitigate meaning uh, to lessen your power. Yes. What, what's happening? For example, they want us, uh, we were um, preparing another, you know, gathering. To get, we wanted to gather together again in Rome with uh, this million of people. And go back to Rome with a million yes, people. So yes. you're going to do it again. We wanted to, but now the bishop decided to ask uh, uh, to all the Catholic people uh, in Italy to go uh, in the same date to pray in Rome for the... Um, for the synod, the family, the synod family. Oh, the synod of the, the family. Synod. Okay, yeah, we got the watered down stuff. So he, pick, you picked the date. You already have a date. You calling people? You're More going or to less, date? not really a date, but a period. You know, that you can and go. you can't ask every like week people to go to Rome because it's expensive. They have family, mm -hmm. so he decided to ask us to go praying in the same date, in the same period. So. People are going to obey him because he's the head of the bishops. But in this way, they, they want this because it's like he says, you pray and I do politics. I am a grace. I know that you. it is not always easy. I, your mother, am there. I am there. I am with you. I will teach you. I will teach you. I will teach you. Mary is here to lead us. She's making it very explicitly clear that I is her, the Virgin Mary, and that she says, I am a grace from the Heavenly Father sent to you to help you live the word of my Son. If the church is making that happen, then why is it she's saying this? There's a big contradiction here. And this is exactly what we've ran across for three decades in the church, that we're mitigated, stopped, or charitable gospel, or just say, well, we're not for it, be careful. Just enough to take the sharpness off the blade that we bring to penetrate the hearts, to lacerate them. So the family's in trouble. Marriage, we believe, is between one man and one woman, and that's what the church teaches. That don't convict me. We got a Protestant in Kentucky, a clerk who's standing up willing to go to jail, and no bishop there spoke out. I don't hear nothing from the priest. Because they can't, because the bishop won't let them. And this clerk has been ordered by the U.S. Supreme Court to do it, and she's still standing up and saying, I'm not going to do it. By what authority they ask her? She says, by God's authority. you got God's authority to gather a million people there, and then you got God's 
structure of authority, setting something for the same date to mitigate and change and lessen because they know they won't have two people. And you foolishly go and not see this and go, well, the bishop said we do this is what we got to do. Baloney. So why why is this bishop opposing what y'all have done as far as gathering and you're getting resistance? What's his reason for that? Because uh, he went, uh, uh, before becoming the secretary of uh, the conference uh, of the bishops in so Italy. So he's, he's over all, of, all the bishops of Italy? Yes. Before com- becoming that? Before becoming that, he went uh, on a TV show and he said that we had to give uh, to this uh, union some rights, to these people some rights. So he said that it was for wait, civil wait, wait, union. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying this bishop went on television and said these abominables they need the rights from the state. Their union, they the state has to recognize rights come from God. I know. <laughs> it's not capable for humans to give rights. The government recognizes God-given rights inalienable or rather inalienable. It's not inalienable, it's inalienable. Nobody can put a lien against rights. And those rights are God-given. And for the bishop said they need these civil unions need to happen, or how do you say it? He said that, yes, we, we have to frame these unions and give them rights. The state has to recognize them some rights. They said, he said, uh, it's not going to be like marriage, naive. But we have to recognize their union. And you wonder why the Virgin Mary is here every day? And you theologians say this gives you a problem? That you don't understand it? And from the intellectual intelligentsia in theology, says she's a chatterbox. We heard that often in the 80s and 90s. And you got this bishop ahead of the, all the Italian bishops, saying you have to give rights to the government, because in these people have rights. They have a free will. But as a culture, and for the norms of a healthy culture, you have to be against things like adultery, that should not steal, that should not steal neighbor's goods, these are social norms that protects society. And when you got a bishop saying on television that you have to give them rights, they don't need any more rights than I got or you got or anybody else has got. Our inalienable rights are from God. All our government can do is recognize those rights or they can falsely take them away. And for this to be advocated shows you how sick, very sick we are. And you want to go get permission to this structure that they control other bishops that do want to be good bishops, do want to stand up with the pressure that you're going to be sent to podunk to wherever. There's a real war going on within the church. The sign that shows us this is the Virgin Mary says, I am going to be your teacher. You listen to me. I will guide you. Follow me. Gather around me. And she says, what I've been saying, pray for your shepherds. Pray that I'm going astray. Respect your, sh- your shepherds. Do not judge your shepherds. We're not to judge them. But we can be intelligent enough with common sense that no, we don't have to go through them to do what we have to do. And we cannot be stopped. Uh, another conference was being held up in maybe Kansas, three years, four years successful. They told me that they said their major court conference draws 5,000 people. They'd bring Yvonne there. And they said the bishop said he didn't want it to happen. I said, well, where is it held at? They were asking my opinion about it. I said, it's at the Civic Center. I said, you can't be stopped. You're placing yourself under obedience where there's no necessary obedience to be required. This is what Catholics have to learn. I just had somebody here. They want. They wrote a letter to the bishop, I think it may be Laverty, over uh, Kennedy, which we call for writing the bishop and say, excommunicate him. Officially recognize, they, you excommun- they excommunicate, so did my uh, 
and Kennedy both excommunicated themselves automatically when they voted for Obama preferred unions mask as marriage. So what took place from there, he wrote a letter, never heard back from the bishop. He asked me what I thought about that. I said, it's time for you to get your money out of your pocket. It's not just about writing letters. You get the letter, you take a thousand bucks and you go to the newspaper and publish an open letter to the bishop. If it's $2,000, get $2,000 and do that. I want you measure your people out there. You got money. There's plenty of people out there that got money. Put your letters to the bishop. You don't hear from them. You put it in the newspapers. History shows the bishops don't act until we make them do that. This is not recognizing your authority. This is not denying obedience where you have jurisdiction over us. But we expect a leader because that's who you are. And we know, our lady says, we can't do it without you. And if we have to do what happened to John Fianney when he was worn out from hearing confessions and he planned and plotted his way out of the village to leave it after years of confession, they got wind of it. They blocked all the trails. They brought him back. I say that's God's will. It's God's will for you to act on your own. And if we have to pressure you to do it, that's going to be God's will because we are hungry. We are thirsting in the pew and we're sick of sitting there in the mediocre that you push out and your defense of marriages. We believe the church, we, we, they actually said, so I've read a lot of bishops' comments on it. They says, we respectfully say that we believe marriage is for one man or one woman. You leave the impression of a sissy. You've let feminism in your diocesan office come in and take over. We don't have any men no more, especially those holding those offices. Stand up for who you are. Colonel Burke's done that. Yeah, he got demoted. And there's a few others that's tried to do that. And you other bishops are crushing them taking power away from him, but don't let this stop you. The Cardinal Burke's out there. You get out there. We'll follow you in the streets. You bishops got that. Stand up and quit saying and apologizing in a tolerant way that we're not against. We're not against unions if you want to do that. Yes, we are against it. It's perverted. It destroys society. It destroys marriage itself. It's an attack on us, which Sodom was destroyed and Lot lost everything because they didn't stop it when they could have long before that. So here is Benedetta is doing something in Italy. She's got, with what she's done, there's a million people who's joined them. And we're going to just sit around and wait and write a letter to Bishop and wait for him to act. You act. Use your money. They're doing it. The bottomers are spending money on it. They're giving their all. Read about Kentucky. This whole thing is sickening. They're going in there with TV cameras, knowing what they're doing. This is the response one says. Mrs. Davis, who, who refused to give the license. The Bonomos says, though she, this is the adversaries against the other, the Bonomos versus Mrs. Davis, who's the Christian, had become adversaries. The Bonomos says, I respect her for standing up for what she believes in. I know that's hard to do because we're doing that too. Mrs. Miller the Bonneville said, I'm just sorry that she's interjecting her personal beliefs above the government job duties. Astounding how far we've gone over their way. And I blame this on the bishops because they didn't say what you're doing is perverted. What you're doing is a sin. What you're doing can condemn you to hell now that you know this is sin. Once you ignorance is erased, you can believe what you want. This can't work. It won't work. It will never be allowed. We will not allow it. So, I know, Frank, you've been holding on there, uh, and we're a little bit past our time than normal, but we've got this parallel in our economic markets because we're giving into these things. This woman in Kentucky, a Protestant, with no bishop behind her, is standing up. And so you're not going to have the bishops behind you because we have too many cowardly Christians that are holding offices that's too politically correct that we respect for the position, we honor, we acknowledge the authority, but they don't respect their position and they don't use their authority because they don't believe in it. The power of God can come down through them. Frank? Yeah. 
it was years of pilgrimages to Caritas, as, as Benedetta is making uh, now, that had taught me many things. I was very attracted to the conversion there and found it the most powerful food for my own conversion and our family's conversion. And we wanted what you had. We wanted um, to have this witness, to have this joy in your lives. And so we started embracing these things. And it was these pilgrimages and, and prayer and, and seeing Our Lady's messages through the writing that we were the only voice out there saying to completely uh, abandon the system, that we understood you cannot serve God and mammon to mean that this is a hindrance to your conversion. And when you create a fiat currency out of thin air, and it's not called counterfeiting, it's called money, and you assume that that's money and you assume you have money and you don't encourage fiscal responsibility from governments because you can just create more, that is mammon's masters. So we've always felt very strongly to exit completely this system for your conversion and that it's a very important part of your conversion is to get into real things and that these things are not money and you can see it in the markets. You know, you mentioned the death cross and these are manipulated markets. There's no fundamentals that money created out of thin air can make the dollar rise. A dollar defined by the coinage act of the United States of America was 371.25 fine grains of silver. And a dollar is not a federal reserve note created out of nothing that's going up because of manipulation. The fundamentals always win in the end. And the fundamentals for the dollar are horrible. The fundamentals for the stock market are horrible. And the fundamentals for silver have never been as they are today. And so that's what, what we have seen through our pilgrimages to Caritas and through the writings. And it's what we're here for. It's what we encourage others to do for their conversion and for the conversion of our families in this nation. Frank, you'll give you contact information for those who are still clinging to your retirement benefits and all these things. You better start reevaluating. Call Frank and discuss with him because it's not going to be there. And if anything's going to be there, it's not going to be what you could do if you change it over into a medium that has an intrinsic value to it, which is the silver. Frank? You can reach us toll free. 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. You can visit our website at globalsilverinvestors.com, and that has our contact information also. Questions for Benedetta? You want to give a final thought? No, I, I don't. Are you worried about going back to Italy now? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, I'm worried just because uh, I know that I have to face uh, many I have to fight. <laughs> well, that's that's what this mission. This mission has been one fight since it started. From the, from the the day I decided I was going to establish a nonprofit, things changed for me. Nobody knew about it. Nobody understood it. But I I was attacked from day one, and I had no dream or idea it would be what it is now. But there was no Medjugorje at that time, as far as my knowledge. And uh, well, I did know about Medjugorje, but I, I didn't have any, hadn't, you know, put myself in being there. I went there three months later. So you got this clerk in Kentucky that's making nationwide news because she's standing up. And if we don't stand up, we're going to be cuffed and imprisoned. We still got some windows to do something, but it's quickly vanishing. So until next time, we wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.